We're recording. We are. We had a thing where um, two times this week at work, somebody sauntered up to our building in the wee hours of the morning and leaned their back against it and took a shit on the floor in front of our office. Like, were you? I can't. Walk- I can't wait to get to Miami. <laughs> were you walking? <laughs> and um, our boss, uh, friends of the show, know that. Um, or people who've been paying attention, longtime fans of the show know Justin. And uh, Justin and I work together at our agency. And our boss called the cops <laughs> after the second sh- shitting took place. And um, because that's that's their business, I suppose. And uh, and I just haven't been able to get this out of my head. I've been like, I have this imaginary scenario that I I was telling, I was reciting this scenario. Um, almost like a mantra or a totem to Justin over and over on Friday and every time I'd say it I would just keep like cracking myself up laughing I would just do different variations of the cops like the cops see somebody who could be a suspect right this is the premise the cops see somebody who could be a suspect across mm. the street and they like they go over to them and they're just like I want you to listen really carefully I want you to just calm down and answer one question for me. Did you take a fucking shit over there? Did you shit on that fucking building? <laughs> and I've just been dying at the idea of a cop being like really serious and like approaching somebody with like a really serious voice and leaning in really closely and be like, take a fucking shit over there. You, you take a shit Did you take a shit over there? Take a fucking shit over there. Now listen. Uh, just, just settle down. Stop yelling. Calm down. I'm not trying to jam you up. I'm murder police. I don't care about this, but I need to ask you. Did you take a fucking shit over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a uh, that, that's that's some that's classic right there. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this is none of my business. I don't get involved in this shit. I stay out of Little Havana. But the call came in, here I am, and I need you to answer one question for me. Did you take a fucking shit over there? <laughs> That's it. Just, I did that half the day. Four hours. And I was just like <laughs> laughing my ass off and making Justin laugh his ass off. And I, it's like a brain bug. I can't fucking get it out of my head. Like, just, just the idea of the cop. I don't know what the combination of elements is so funny that a cop being forced to re- respond to such a stupid thing and then also being forced to like earnestly work the case he's to... yeah he seems annoyed a little bit <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like, but like he's also doing his best right yeah, he's like yeah he's doing the job he's doing the he's job doing he's doing his the job work. he's doing the job right he's yeah. doing the work but and he's also no nonsense and he knows that this guy this kid that he's talking to he's this kid's been on the wrong side of the law before this kid's no angel and he <laughs> he doesn't have time for it I just did you take a fucking shit over there? Did you shit on that building? 
She didn't answer me one question. <sighs> this is Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. I'm Q. <laughs> You've been fucking up three times in a row now. You better get this right for the live show. This is Peace Together Road. <laughs> this is Entry Road. Entry um, Roots. This is Bird Road. And this is Bird Road. Um, so what are we recording? Are we doing a full episode or is this just like a, hey, see y'all on Wednesday or Thursday situation? Yeah, this is a, a little quick. Yeah, uh, I got shit to do before I get on the plane Wednesday at uh, 8 a.m. So I, I got I got things to do. Damn, honky. Um, yeah. So just got back from a DSA meeting today. Left my laptop there. Shout out to Matias. Nice. The DSA chairman in Miami, who very graciously held on to my laptop, I drove out to his house in Wynwood and picked it up. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was just like you can't go anywhere in Miami. You can't. It's impossible. <laughs> and I'm sitting here trying to figure out what I can do with you while you're here. And just what should be a 15 minute drive is an hour and a half drive just to get to the other side of town and back. And uh, I'm like, maybe we just watch TV hey? because I have all these things that I could show you. You're never going to watch these TV shows on your own. We can just sit and watch things. Yeah, I'm down, dude. Buy a fucking I'm down. brick of weed. <laughs> yeah. We can't even do anything with it. We can't even eat or drink. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm going to drink you a lot can. of water. I mean, we, we can eat practically as much as we want as long as it's all meat. Dick. <laughs> like I said, meat. So yeah, as long as you eat that meat, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, live show. That's the purpose, really, of this little. I don't know. I don't want to say it's a mini podcast, right? Or, or we don't have anything else to talk about. Just you know, be there. If you're in Miami, Thursday, February twenty first, Union Beer Store, Little Havana. Um. Anything else we want to talk about, Dave? Guests will include Nucleus Shelton from the AFL-CIO, who is uh, an organizer in the realm of labor. A lot of other um, left-leaning issues as well. A uh, well-known organizer down here in South Florida uh, who we asked to come help us figure out how to fix this busted-ass city. Hmm. Billy Corbin, director of Cocaine Cowboys, friend of the show, former guest, will be there as well. Guys and girls, probably mostly guys, um, this is going to be a really intimate venue. I'm not. This is not going to be the typical like dynamic you're used to at a live show. This we're is playing. Gonna... We're both going to be sitting on a hot dog cart. And yeah. That's that's the venue. <laughs> I love. I met the guys over at Union Beer Store. They're really cool. But um, it is not a traditional venue setup. It's a bar. It's just a bar. It's just we're going to set up mics on a table at a bar the table that has that is closest to the electrical outlet <laughs> and that's that's going to be the setup so i don't want to i don't want to build things up do we have to we, stand no we can sit okay. i might choose to stand hey i'm down to stand i, I could i could stand that, that would be a, an interesting dynamic that we've never tried before yeah settle down we get it you're in <laughs> you're skinny <laughs> I talked to Canadian Brian today. Oh yeah? yeah, he was supposed to be on our last episode, right? Whatever happened yeah, to that? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to, 
It's hard to know with it. Well, he goes to sleep at like 8.30, so it's Mm. really hard, you know. I'd love to go to sleep at 8.30. That would be amazing. Imagine a world where you can go to sleep at 8. Honestly, uh, being a dad, which um, I am and which you're not, uh, to a human at least, Mm. I could actually go to sleep at 8.30 if I wanted to because every night I put the kid to sleep. At like 8.30, we lay down in bed, read the stories, and by like 8.45... Nine ish, she's sawing toothpicks, and uh, I, I could just go to. Did sleep you just right say sawing toothpicks? Yeah, is that a phrase? That's from um, that's from Raising Arizona. Oh, I don't remember that. Sawing logs is a is a phrase, and sawing logs is a phrase. Yeah, sawing logs means that you're you're snoring. You're you're asleep. He's like, oh, he's in the other room. He's sawing logs. That huh. means that's like an old Southern saying or something. It's like an oaky saying, but um, in the in the context of raising Arizona, they're talking about a baby. Yeah, and and John Goodman's character says, oh, he's in the other room <laughs> sawing toothpicks because he's a baby. Instead of logs, it would be toothpicks. And it's a very cute yeah. little clever turn of phrase. Very Coen yeah, Brothers-esque thing, you know? That's great. Um, oh, what do you want to talk about? You want to talk about the different things that we're going to watch together? I mean, I, I, finally, I know you've been wanting to talk about True Detective, and we're finally... Uh, I might be all caught up by the time I get there. We, we watched uh, that's three, cool. three or four episodes last night. And, that's uh, cool. We're gonna... There's a new one that's on right now, and um, yeah. I'm going to... I'm gonna, get off of this call with you and, and go watch that nice yeah no you're i mean i not that i had any doubt but you were right i mean it's it's a great season so it's far, fucking but, good isn't it yeah yeah my okay so what's the end awesome. of the last thing that happened is it the in, in the episode you watched did you is it that they kick the door in and you don't see what happens uh no i okay. i don't think that's happened yet so is that that must be episode four then and we're on it's three. a cliffhanger it's a cliffhanger episode i don't remember if it's the end of episode three or the end of episode four i thought it was the episode end of episode three where mm-hmm. they're they're and they're they're harassing the the native american guy woodard who's under mm-hmm. suspicion yeah. and uh and they chase him so like if you haven't gotten to that part then i won't okay yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I just remember. Uh, I remember the the wife had just gotten information from the police, and uh, I'm trying to remember what happened after that. But but yeah, no. We're we're gonna start it back up again tonight, and uh, hopefully get all caught up. The way that this guy plays an old man is incredible. Like what oh, he yeah. do, what he does with his body and with his eyes and his face is so small. I've never seen anybody play. I mean, what what is that actor probably like forty? He's probably like forty, right? Marshall. Uh, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, forty three, I think. He's like a forty three year old man, and he's playing a seventy year old man. Yeah, and he completely morphs into that older man. I've never seen anything like that. So I I will a little. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I just got back from watching Alita: Battle Angel. Oh, okay. Um, the new James Cameron Robert Rodriguez movie, and um, it was shitting it, on. Like- yeah, but it, it's good. It, I actually really enjoyed it, but it's it's dumb. It's dumb fun, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. But Mahershala Ali is uh, one of the bad guys. Bad in guys, it. yeah. I, I knew and that. Um, I know you're never going to watch it, so I'm just going to tell yeah. you this because it, it's pretty great. But there's another bad guy on the big, uh, like the the spaceship up up in the sky, which hopefully there will this will do well enough to get a sequel because I would love to see more. Um, but the bad guy is able to talk telekinetically through Mahershala Ali, 
And when Mahershala Ali gets killed, um, he's in him at that moment. And he's still talking as he's like crumbling to the floor dying. And that, that acting yeah. job is phenomenal. He's like, he's still talking, but he's just, his body's going lifeless as he's still just talking normally. Is it outrageous this early into a career? I know he's kind of an older guy to really just be getting his career going right now, mm-hmm. but crazy to s- say that with the, um, wait, hang on a second. Daniel was Daniel Day Lewis even American? No, he wasn't an American man, right? He was a British man. He's uh, he's uh, Irish. Irish man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So forget about that then. So because I was gonna say Daniel Day Lewis retiring, but I forgot that he's not even American. Marshall Ali, best American actor right now. I mean, he's up there. He's up there, and I, I would not doubt it. I mean, we we uh, our. Our Oscar predictions episode of Piecing It Together is going up. Uh, well, it's probably today. I'm guessing this is going up on Monday. Monday. Um, and yeah, I'm totally predicting him winning Best Supporting Actor for Green Book, even though I didn't love Green Book. Um, and that would make two years in a row, which is pretty wild. Yeah, I like him. He's good. And apparently he had to talk racist-ass Nick, Nick Pizzolito into <laughs> casting him and to actually yeah. making the character black. He wasn't going really? to make the character black. Yeah, the character was white, and I guess... Um, Marshall Ali coming off of Moonlight mm-hmm. took a meeting or like forced a meeting with Nick Pizzolatto and was like because he was reading for I think he was reading for the Steven Dorf character and he came in and was like basically you know you'd be making a big mistake if you didn't make this character black this character should be black and he was yeah. like I guess he explained all the different things he could do with the character and uh, Nick Pizzolatto was sold on it. So yeah, also, you know, who wants to see a uh, an old white guy? Like right. old white guys are kind of played out. So I think it was definitely a good choice. Um, I, I'm one thing. One thing I was confused about. Um, I guess he did only do two episodes. Uh, Jeremy Saulnier directed the first two episodes of this season, yeah. and I yeah. thought he was dropped off of it for some reason. But I guess maybe that is what happened. He only did the first two episodes. He just did the first two, and they've had different different directors. Gotcha. Yeah, because um, he was supposed throughout. to do the whole thing. Right. Oh, uh, okay. Just don't let go. don't let Pizzolatto behind the camera again. Yeah. Like it just. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't want this to turn into a whole. Well, fuck it. I don't, I don't care if it. Honestly, I don't care if it turns into a whole episode about fucking True Detective. It's, it is what it is. It is whatever what it is. is. Um, but uh, there was something there with that season two, and it just wasn't realized. But there was—I know people shit on it. There was something there. There were there were ideas. I think maybe he just didn't have enough time to come up with them. I think he miscast a few people. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that it's really difficult to um, follow up. A show as culturally huge as season one of True Detective, yeah. Um, you know that. I mean, it, it can't be said enough how huge that was and how big it brought Matthew McConaughey back in a huge way. And, oh, and yeah. like, I mean, really, he was never like that before. He was never big. He was, you know, a romantic comedy guy. Like, he was never a big serious actor. Now he's like a freaking force. Um, Although that's kind of gone now with Serenity, but <laughs> yeah, you can get, you can have some mistakes, right? Nobody's yeah, holding you, that shit you against have a you few these days. <laughs> I mean, people people are fucking up left and right with bad movies. It's you know, yeah, it's no big deal. It happens. 
But yeah, no, we, we've talked about before how we both like uh, season two of True Detective. I think everybody was great. And even Vince Vaughn, which I think I think he's probably the the part that people like the least. But I thought he was great. Let me tell you about a little story about trying to sell things on the internet, Dave. Hmm. I'm going to cut to the chase here. Don't do it. I've been trying to sell a fucking couch for the last three days it feels interminable it feels like i've been doing this like this like i was born selling this couch every single person who replies to you on offer up or all these like new versions of what craigslist used to be because craigslist now is just synonymous with getting raped in your home so Mm -hmm. nobody uses actual craigslist but there's all these other things that work in the same way that craigslist does that would facilitate you getting raped in your home just as easily as Craigslist would. Oh, of course. But they have like a halo of a new brand around them. So it's like, oh, offer up. I've never heard of anyone getting raped in their home uh, because with offer up, but like it could just as easily happen. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Honestly, I'd prefer, I'd prefer to do business with a rapist because then the people that are on offer up, because at least a rapist shows up and probably brings cash. These people are complete. Flake doesn't do the do what these people are justice. These people are non-entities. These people are dancing fairies, bounding into your life, into your chat sessions and your DMs with the most inane questions and just evaporating into the uh, the gossamer threads of the internet. And it's infuriating <laughs> you know you know what's gonna make you even more mad is that we just managed to sell those curtains that's great for you no i'm not mad yeah. i'm happy for you <laughs> i'm happy for you but i I'm know glad. i know we we dealt with a lot of idiots along the way that ask these stupid questions like and they they talk in these vague terms like as if they don't even know what they're asking questions about like like what is this product? Like, you know what I mean? like they just don't seem to like. No, the the, the be door openers beings. are the most ridiculous things. They're like, is this available? I just fucking posted it. Like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, it's available. Is this a bed? No, it's a couch. What? No, it's not a fucking bed. Look at the picture. Is it green? It's yellow. You dumb. Oh my god! Open your fucking eyes. People are worthless. Figure anything out. Figure one thing out. Yeah, when when they ask questions that are right there in the pictures or the description, it's like I, I just don't even know. I this don't is know the same shit with me. With and I don't know if this is a tired bit. This sounds like a stand up bit that people have done before in the past. But anybody who spends more than ten seconds ordering at Chick Fil A or Starbucks, it's it's fucking Chick Fil A and Starbucks. It's always been the same exact fucking thing. The number one at Chick-fil-A has been the number one at Chick-fil-A for 35 years, conservatively. What the fuck? What possible lines of inquiry can you be exploring? I put it all out there. You know how much it costs. You know what color it is. As if you couldn't see the pictures, I put the word yellow in the fucking title. That's a really crucial piece of metadata that's staring you in the face. You did everything right. The decision that you'd make to ask me if it's yellow 
is one that will haunt me <laughs> because I have to wonder what is happening in your life. Who are you? What happened to you? What are to make you, you this way? How dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you? Who do you think you are? Who in the goddamned hell do you think you fucking are? To ask me questions like what color is this yellow sofa? <laughs> that I literally am reading the title, yellow sofa. It's mustard. What do you think it is? Oh my god. I'm exhausted. This is supposed to be a three day weekend. I feel like I've been working nonstop. Poor Q. You excited though? I'm, I'm really be excited. There in a couple Can't days. Wait. Can't wait to see my boo. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> get booed up. Gotta get uh We gotta get booed up is what we gotta get. That's Damn, right. I can't believe we're missing the NBA All-Star game. That, like, that's always been our thing that we always watch together. Shit. Yeah. That sucks. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, there's a TV show I want to watch with you that you'll never in a million years watch. You actually mentioned the thing about, like, who wants to watch a TV show about, like, a, like white men or a bunch of white men. Uh-huh. Um, there's this TV show called The Patriot on... Mm. Uh, yeah, you've been talking about it. On Amazon. It's something else. And it stars just pretty much overwhelmingly white men. And it's a show that is about... I've been telling this to my wife like a lot. And she's... Oh, I just punched the microphone. Um, I've been telling this to my wife a lot. And she's like tired of hearing me talk about it. But she's been watching it with me. Uh, but this is a show that in ways that I've never really seen done before against a very sort of you know a trope of a background like a trope of a, of a storyline um, just like international espionage and intrigue it explores uh, male intimacy like men being friends and how they relate to each other and uh, in, in just these really cool ways um, and it's so smart and so nuanced, but it is very monochromatic. And I do have a feeling that, yeah, that that's a reason that it, nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about this show. I like to listen or watch or read or whatever people who are into TV because like I'm a fan of TV and I don't really really have time for a lot of other stuff in my life, but, and there's not a lot that brings, brings me joy. (laughs) Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, I like TV and I like to read what other people think about it and see why I think they're right or why I think they're wrong. Um, it just dulls my brain, you know, and helps me. It just smooths over my my already very smooth brain and um, helps me sleep at night, basically. And uh, nobody talks about this show. So, you know, we'll watch that too, maybe. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. I just got a notification. The the uh, Writers Guild Awards are tonight, and uh, Bo Burnham. Oh, the won. Wiggies. <laughs> yeah, the Wiggies. Bo Burnham won uh, best original screenplay for eighth grade. Um, oh. And good, it, that's great. That was a great. And movie. in his acceptance speech, he said to the other nominees in this category, "Have fun at the Oscars, losers." <laughs> that's great <laughs> what, why because 8th grade was the only one that yeah, didn't get yeah he's not nominated that. at all for for the Oscars um, and he totally fucking should have been 
Well, that's that's kind of like a a fuck you to a twenty four, really, right? Sure, yeah. What as he's, you know, what I've he's been going on and on that. about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's that work? Does 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 a guy like him have like a like a deal with a twenty four, or is he just sort of a free agent that goes from movie to movie? Like when you're a screenwriter or like a I don't know what what's a producer or showrunner. I yeah, don't know. no, what, no one has deals anymore. I mean, that's like in old days of Hollywood, they did, but now, yeah, every writer, every director, they seem to all just be open ended, just jumping from studio to studio. Whoever's going to make that movie, like whoever will put up the money, that's who puts out the next movie. You know, my new crusade is going to be against, huh? Men that call women, um, honey. That bothers me. <laughs> do people still do that? Hey, how would you like to go to a place where um, it's a bar and you get to throw axes at a wall? I've heard of this. I think they just opened one here in Vegas. Yeah, they just opened one here in Miami, too. It seems cornball fucking style. It's hipster. Um, it's hipster. It's it's like it's it's an idea that I feel is like four or five years too late. That's yeah. a 2014 idea. Right. Yeah. Like, that should have happened four or five years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, the hipster in me thinks it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. It's, you know, silly. I, I have a feeling it's probably way overpriced, which kind of kills it for me because I don't like spending money. Yeah, it's like, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's 40 bucks, like an entry fee of $40. What can that possibly pay for? Yeah, how many times do you get to throw that axe? Just like, buy. You know what? I'm going to start a competing one where the only thing you pay for is the beer. Like, it's already a bar. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you bring an axe into a bar, any bar could be an axe throwing bar. Sure. Bring your own I could, axe. I could picture them having axe throwing at Crown and Anchor. Remember Crown and Anchor? Yeah, yeah, axe throwing at Crown and Acre could be a cool way to also, if you decide that you want to tear down your bar, just like do it in slow motion. Just have like 25 axe throwing nights in a row and let everybody throw axes until there's no bar left. And that saves you on um, demolition fees. <laughs> I don't know where we're going on this. I don't know either. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll see you in a few days. Anything that you want me to get in my house, like food wise, anything I should pick up? Uh, Any snackies. You know me, just no. Meats, I don't anymore. Meats and peanut it's butter. Like I don't. Meats and peanut butter and lots of water. We got so much peanut butter. Nice. I could use some of that. You could use oh. a little bit of penis butter. That'll do. That'll do too. Yeah. That's about it, dude. I'm looking forward to uh to the trip. I'll be there soon. Um but really quick with that, I want to just like clear something up before you come, before you get here. I'm going to ask you a question and I just want you to be really honest with me, all right? Mhm. Did you take a fucking shit over there? <laughs> <laughs>